welcome to episode 14 of In the Abstract, the Lakeland Title Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Johnson, the founder and owner of Lakeland Title. And for this episode, uh, we've brought on a very special guest to discuss some of the, the bills that have been filed uh, in the Louisiana legislature for this session, particularly one that uh, could possibly impact the uh, uh, blockchain businesses and cryptocurrency businesses like Bitcoin uh, in Louisiana. So we have uh, Louisiana State Representative Mark Wright, who represents District 77, which is kind of the, the Covington area. So thanks for being here, Mark. Hey, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Look, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, so uh, I saw this bill that you had authored to create a regulatory sandbox in Louisiana, and I found the, the bill very interesting, and it was actually the first time I'd ever heard that term. So if you could kind of discuss uh, discuss what the bill does and you know, also kind of uh, how you came up with the idea to, to file a bill like this. Yeah, sure. So uh, regulatory sandboxes are, are something that are relatively new to the United States, uh, definitely to Louisiana, but they're not um, so new to the globe, quite frankly. Um, we found out, uh, and I say we, I should point out, Pelican Institute was the one that you know brought me the idea of carrying the bill because I had done something with cryptocurrencies uh, last time, last session. Essentially, uh, the state of Utah, for example, create, has created three uh, sandboxes related to certain industries. So one of them was insurance and one of them was fintech. Uh, and they've now officially created a general sandbox that uh, allows any type of industry to uh, come into the sandbox. And I mean, obviously, the term sounds a little juvenile, but it's actually perfectly fits. It, it's uh, the idea that some kind of new disruptive industry, clearly cryptocurrency and blockchain fit this, that uh, we don't have standard rules or regulations about them. We're just not sure how to uh, put rails on them if we choose to. It allows them to come in. There's some due diligence, some paperwork, some you know investigation by the appropriate agency uh, to make sure they're, uh, you know, a legitimate going concern. We know what they want to try to do. Uh, the bill that we have uh, gives uh, about two years, essentially, uh, for them to operate. Uh, if you exit the program, you have to give a 30-day notice. And it gives us as a state an opportunity to welcome new and disruptive industries without, um, you know, committing yet to regulations that we, you know, we're just kind of unsure about them. They, they shouldn't necessarily fit right in the banking. It's a different type of uh, business and industry concept for that matter. Um, at the same time, we want to welcome, you know, we don't want to say, hey, we have nothing for you. You know, there's no place for you here in Louisiana. I had a very interesting experience over this. Um, so, Two years ago, when I was first elected in a special election, I had a, a lobbyist from around here approach me, had a client called Pelicoin, and they are uh, they have cryptocurrency kiosks around the state. And their their fear was that, you know, they, they're investing a, a good bit of money in these machines and the concept, and they didn't want to see some bad actors come in and kind of you know, ruin it for them for that matter. And so they, they asked for some sort of regulatory clarity. Uh, we started working with OFI to kind of create something that fits them. 
and we passed it last year. And before I, I, I brought the bill to committee, you know, I said, I have to know more about cryptocurrency to do this. So I opened up an account with Coinbase. And oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I use, I use them too. They're great. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Bought some, uh, I, I should have bought Bitcoin at the time because who knew what was coming, but okay. I bought, actually I bought XRP. And, I have uh, some of that too. Yeah. You got some, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some Litecoin and, um, you know, I just wanted to show I knew a little bit about it and, you know, be able to talk to it. Of course, my XRP has shot up pretty significantly lately, which is nice. Yeah, um, this week this week it went a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the interesting part was somebody, I guess somewhere along the line, the last month or so since I filed this new bill, you know, word got out to some people in Louisiana who are in the, the space. And they said, oh, look, I can't open up a Binance account. And I said, I don't, yeah, I don't know enough about Binance to say why they wouldn't. Um, I told them I opened up something with Coinbase, and I, I, I got whitelisted for uh, INX, the um, the one that's. Um, so I bought a little bit of that. So I said, clearly those businesses didn't have a problem with Louisiana residents. But my understanding with Binance is just they haven't opened it up to Louisiana residents because there is nothing in law or there's no. Sh- you know, clarity for them. So I think it speaks to the idea that these businesses are making their own choices about how to sell their product, how to engage residents in certain states. And if there's nothing there, there's a little bit of, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to worry about the business because we don't know where it's going to go. So that's what the sandbox is trying to do. There's a few other states who have done it, as I mentioned, Utah, and then I think uh, Florida, uh, Arizona. I read some about Hawaii. Um, And then I came across an article that struck me as what we really are doing. It's a Forbes article, and it talked about what Utah did. And it mentioned that, like, you know, this really is the model for states and regulations. Because, I mean, what, you know, what's the old typical story. You got a state, they heavy, heavily regulate something. They try to apply rules for one industry to another, you know, and it, 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 it causes issues. You know, this is a big step for us in Louisiana because I think we're going to see a way forward in the future about dealing with regulations. You know, let's learn about the business. Let's, let's open it up to our residents and see where it goes. Yeah. And just kind of see what the consequences are and what kind of issues they run into. But, uh, but this bill only applies to blockchain related businesses. Is that correct? Or Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, that's, that's all that's specified in there. So that's what we're focusing on now. And, you know, who knows down the road, I think there's actually another bill for, um, uh, uh, Senator Mills, I think did a, uh, a, a sandbox related to insurance, so okay. that, but that's through the department of insurance. Yeah. I mean, I can see that as the potential if, if, you know, if it works out for the blockchain companies and, and, it works out well, we could open it up to other industries and just kind of let people come in for a couple of years and these new technologies and new kind of businesses and just, just kind of see where it takes us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that what we're seeing with blockchain and cryptocurrency is very much like we saw with the internet based companies, you know, back in the nineties, there's going to be a lot of new things that people will, you know, shoo shoo and say, Oh, that's not going to be a, a real business. And then, you know, you see this, the, the late comers come in, they improve the model and 
you got Amazon, you know I mean? So we're kind of at the beginning of it. I, I can respect the argument of some people that think, oh, it's a bubble and it's going to go away. I don't believe that, but I could see why some people would sit back and go, what's this about, you know? Um, but let's not, let's not shut the door on that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been going on for over a decade now. So if it's, if it's a bubble, it's, it's a pretty long lasting one. So, Amen. Amen. Yeah. So is that, did you know anything about cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin or anything like that before uh, you got in the legislature? Not until they asked me to do that bill a couple of years ago, because we did, we, we passed the bill last year, but actually we started it uh, two years before that. And uh, we did a study with OFI and then we, we passed it the second year. Um, the only thing I knew about blockchain was I, I work in the uh, uh, Chobo barge industry, the maritime industry. And so I, I tend to read different things related to ports and maritime logistics. And I, I read that uh, Maersk, the shipping company um, out of Denmark, was working with I, IBM to create some sort of model with blockchain because apparently blockchain is a perfect uh vehicle for logistical uh record keeping uh well at least some people think so right yeah so and it makes sense and so i i kind of i was trying to get my mind around that concept of an open ledger and what that does and that type of thing and you know i can't speak to that right now but it does strike me that we're in the middle of a revolution here with this type of stuff that, you know, 10, 20 years from now, we might look back on this like we do the internet. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see where it all, where it all goes. Cause it is, I mean, it's still very early. Uh, we're in the very early stages. Most people don't even know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we did the committee hearing this week. It was funny talking to some of the reps after, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who just sit back and listen and, and they trust the author, you know, they'll ask questions, but they, you know, kind of feel like, okay, but talking to some reps after, you know, they're on the committee, they, they said, I, I, I wouldn't know how to even begin to understand it. And so I think that's true. You know, I don't know how you are, Brian. I mean, I, I'm one of the, I'm just always an intellectually curious guy. So I'll, I'll kind of go down the rabbit hole with certain concepts to try to understand them. And you forget most people don't do that, you know, unless oh, yeah. they're forced mm. to deal with it, right? Yeah. Mm. I mean, that, that's how I got into to Bitcoin. My brother had uh, introduced me to it and uh, I just thought it was a very interesting concept. So it just kind of, like you kind of said, like a rabbit hole, you just keep learning more and more about it. And then you, you know, put yourself in the, you know, Twitter and YouTube and, uh, you know, social media, Bitcoin communities and cryptocurrency communities. And you start learning more stuff and it just kind of, kind of all snowballs. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. I mean, I hear you. And, and Twitter is the perfect place to pick up a lot. of. I mean, there's, there's a lot of garbage on Twitter, oh, yeah. but <laughs> you can get a lot of good info about crypto on, on Twitter. I mean, that's that's actually my main source. I mean, you know, um, there's a lot of articles shared and, you know, real high level movers and shakers, you know, communicate that way. So, yeah. Uh, I like to kind of think of Twitter as kind of like a barroom conversation. Like sometimes it'll be something really good and interesting and you'll, you know, but sometimes it'll just be nonsense that, that you don't even need to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but yeah. So, so was there a lot of pushback when, cause I know this bill is going to the floor Monday, right? It's going to the floor Monday. It actually surprisingly was on the agenda yesterday. I, we are moving very quickly on some bills and I wasn't prepared. I, was, I could have done it if I wanted to, but we wanted to prep and, and 
let Pelican talk to the reps and kind of be prepared with our talking points for Monday. So we're going to do that. Uh, later in the week on the 21st, we're going to offer two uh, house resolutions related to, to one, the Bitcoin and one to a Louisiana business model. I, I think I'm sure you, you're, you've heard of Moxie. I am. With Charlie Dave. Yeah. He's bringing people in that network over. So we're trying to slowly introduce it to everybody and, you know, we're going to take people with us whether they like it or not, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I can just kind of imagine because, I mean, the legislature, it, it, I could imagine trying to explain blockchain and, and cryptocurrency to, to that group. It probably was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was good. Yeah. And then uh, I saw some of the other bills that you had introduced uh, relating to the income tax in Louisiana. So if you kind of talk about about what those bills are are about. Yeah. And... Well, uh, 605 is probably the, the premier bill, but it's tied to two other bills and two related amendments. Cause you know, some of our bills, you gotta do an am amendment separately. They are not meant to be serious attempts to pass legislation this year. What I did was I took this study that the tax foundation had done in 2015 about Louisiana specifically. They did it with the uh, committee of 100 and they looked at every single source of revenue and they, you know, of course they, they are considered probably the, the premier source for ranking uh, tax, you know, uh, systems, however you want to put it. And so they went through everything, sales, personal, corporate, franchise, severance, all that good stuff. And they, and they gave three uh, options to reform it. And the sales tax they basically said, look, if you wipe away all these exemptions and inclusion exclusions, if you um, if you tax services um, with a sales tax, you can lower it dramatically, you know, from four point five to like three or two percent. And you would bring in so much revenue that you could actually significantly reduce or even eliminate, depending on how you did it, uh, income or personal or corporate income. Um, so I wanted to investigate that and, and, you know, some of these tax reform efforts take a long time in Louisiana. I mean, the centralized what we've been just five years, six years going on. So what I thought I'd do is, uh, I wanted to introduce them, get a fiscal note. And, and I mean, I'm sure, you know, fiscal notes are everything in the legislature because it, you got to balance the budget. So it's going to tell you what the hit's going to be and whether or not you can do it. And, um, it just took a long time to get the legislation. So we filed it. I'm waiting to get a fiscal note to get a sense of it. I'll probably amend it uh, to look a little more like what I want it to look like. And then uh, I've, I got, you know, I've talked to the chairman of Ways and Means at the end of the session, uh, when we have one of our last committee meetings, I want to kind of sit down and lay out the vision about, you know, what's the art of the possible with this. I, you know, I, what I'm hoping to do is just kind of spark some thought in people's minds about where we could go and, you know, next two years, talk about it some more, maybe bring it to the next session. But in reality, these kind of things, I mean, you know, this you get in Louisiana, you, you kind of have a gut, you got to have a governor kind of embrace something and kind of carry it. So my hope is, you know, when we get into this next governor's race, somebody might look at that package and say, you know, that's where I want to go. And so maybe in the next term we can, seriously consider it but 
you know, I know it's it's made a few given a few uh, professionals heartburn. Uh, I know some farmers were upset, and I, I, I've told them, "Don't worry about it. I'm not coming after you. I just I'm investigating a it's a work in progress." So, yeah, and I guess kind of just plant those seeds and and kind of you know see what see what happens and kind of you know vet out the ideas over time. So. Yeah, amen. I mean, you saw Mississippi; they tried to eliminate their income. They're having to do some serious fiscal contortions with other taxes. I thought somebody told me, I don't know this for sure, but I thought to get rid of their income, they were going to have to go to like a 6.5% sales. Um, I mean, one of the things that always scares people about Louisiana is, is our set combined sales between local and, and state. Um, you know, I, I think we ought to look at that. I mean, but that seems to be the model that's successful. I think there's about 10 states right now, all of them pretty success, pretty, you know, flourishing financially, you know, your Texas, your Tennessee, your Florida, even Washington state, they don't have an income tax. And um, as I understand it, you know, the way the tax foundation explains it and other things like even like a Milton Friedman, we'll talk about this. You know, you don't want, you don't want to penalize increasing income. You know, you want to tax things that everybody wants and is going to buy all the time. You know, whether that's sales or property, that's your that's your optimal taxation sources. So that's what we want to do. Look at it, in my mind, you know, but it's so difficult to pass that in Louisiana. Um, but I think you see in the legislature now uh, and, and probably it'll increase as we move on a real desire to say, look, is this working for us? You know, Um I'm not a fan of what we did under Vic Stelly, you know, what, almost 20 years ago, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, oh, yeah. it just hasn't worked in my mind, and I, I think there's better ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so on Monday, do you think you think the sandbox bill is going to get passed? you think it's got a good chance? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the, as far as I'm concerned, most people are kind of open to it. The concept itself is relatively benign. I mean, we're not taking huge amounts of money and putting it into something. It's, um, it's I don't want to say it's completely, it, it's relatively harmless. Like it, it's, there's not a lot of risk in this step. You know, usually under these circumstances, you, you kind of worry about what the executive branch might think of something and whether they'll support it. In this case, OFI is technically an independent institution. You know, they, they, the commissioner is appointed by the governor, but it's not like a secretary. They, you know, they stay, they're independent. So, so far the feedback's been pretty, uh, they, they can't come out and support something like this because yeah. you're not allowed to, but I think they're open to the idea. And I think the fact that we did this cryptocurrency kiosk bill a couple of years ago is, is already kind of primed the pump to get something like this done. So I feel positive, you know, but you never know until you get to the Senate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can always, they can always uh, do some interesting things. Well, yeah. And look, God bless them. But, you know, go, go, go present a bill bef about this before a Senate committee and you get all kinds of interesting comments and thoughts and stuff. So but tune in for that. That'll be fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, tell us kind of some stuff about yourself personally. How did you, how did you decide to run for the legislature? Well, a um, long time ago when I was in high school, I wanted to leave my high school, Archbishop Rommel. Uh, I just wasn't making friends. Um, 
I didn't feel comfortable there. I wanted to go to Jesuit. And I told my parents that my sophomore year. And uh, my mom said, look, go see the, the chaplain. So I did. And he said, you know, there's a student council election in two months for your class student council. You ought to run. So, I, you know, I did what he asked me to do. And um, I won. And, and I, was, I was as surprised as anybody because I wasn't one of the cool kids. And I, don't, I still don't know that, to this day why that was. But it kind of got me involved in, you know, student council stuff. And I went to Boys State. And just always, I'm kind of a policy nerd, you know, and just kind of gravitated to it. Uh, got involved in some campaigns in college and out of college. And then the bottom line is my wife and I lived, moved out of state for about seven years with a job I had. I went to graduate school in Dallas. And I took a job there, moved around. When I came back, moved to Covington, and uh, things just kind of fell into place. So I, I guess you'd say to a certain extent it's always been a goal to be a, a in the legislature. I don't know that there'll be much after this, but I, I really enjoy it. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, you know, despite the reputation of the legislature, you know, a lot of good people there just trying to do the right thing. And uh, it's just a heck of a lot of fun for me intellectually to kind of take these ideas we're talking about and put them on the table and see if we can get some things done, you know, because at the end of the day, it's all about, in my mind, it's like, what can we do better here? And I think there's a lot we can do better here, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, you know, I'm sure you think the same thing. I mean, so that's that's kind of how that went. I, I, I'm married. We have uh, five children here in Covington. Uh, and so family's a big thing for me. I like sports. I like reading, you know, so that's kind of my, my, you know, roundabout. Okay. Well, uh, you know, the crypto community and the Bitcoin community, we're glad we have, you know, such a good advocate uh, in you over at the legislature and uh, some of those income tax bills. I mean, I really like the, the ideas you're proposing with those. And, and so I think you're doing, you know, important stuff and I think you're doing good work. Well, hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate the PR here and the help, you know, always, you know, call me if I can help with anything. Cause you know, I, I don't want to, I don't in any way pretend I'm an expert on this. I need feedback from people who are in it. So don't hesitate, you or anybody watching. Oh yeah, well, I've got your cell phone number now, so I'll be, I'll be hitting you up if there's any, uh, any, any bills that we need uh, some input on. <laughs> Sounds good. And Sounds so good. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? Any of the listeners that want to get in touch with you, uh, how should they do that? Yeah, sure. Um, I, the, my legislative email is probably the best one. It's just mwright, M-W-R-I-G-H-T at L-E-G-I-S dot la.gov um, and i have a cell phone as well uh, 985-590-1204 call me text me email me and uh i'm happy to talk and you know try to solve problems yeah uh, well uh well thank you for being on and uh it was a great discussion and i'll be interested to see what what happens on monday all right you got it thanks brian i appreciate all right. it take thank care you. all right well, that was a very interesting discussion with uh, Representative Wright. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that bill. And, and maybe, you know, Louisiana will become the next, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and blockchain hub. Well, we'll just have to see how that works out. But very interesting idea. So if you're out there and you're considering starting some sort of, uh, you know, Bitcoin or blockchain or crypto related business, if this bill passes, you'll have, you know, two years where you can kind of just experiment with the idea and you won't have to worry about any sort of uh, regulatory hurdles. So hopefully that can happen for y'all. Uh, 
if you want to find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at B Johnson and on Instagram at BG Johnson, or my company is also on Twitter at Lakeland Title BR. Uh, same thing on Instagram, Lakeland Title BR, or on Facebook at BR Closing. Uh, if you need to get in touch with the show, you can email the show at podcast at brclosing.com, or you can email me, uh, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at brclosing.com, or just give us a call the old-fashioned way, 225-387-5005. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, please give us a good rating. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, we're trying to get those subscriber numbers up so you can help us out there. Uh, and so thanks for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Mm-hmm.